There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Thank you once again for tuning into our Wednesday edition of the podcast. This is the 26th of October, 2022, and uh, we've just topped 10,000 downloads for the podcast just recently. And I don't know how many listeners that would be. I don't know. There's listens and there's downloads. And we really can't track just the people that listen to the player, the embedded players. But that's just those that have downloaded. And what a blessing that is to know. And I pray this touching some lives. I pray that our podcast is having an effect on people. It'd be kind of a void of us to do this if it's not having some type of an effect. And we certainly hope it's having an effect. I know it's been a help to me. It's been a blessing to me. We've had folks from all over reach out. We've had folks from many foreign countries have reached out. Just recently, we've had Seoul, Korea, our friends up in Canada that listen time to time. We've had folks over in Japan. We've had folks in Ireland, had folks in just recently in Australia have downloaded. And then uh, Brother Stephen Asquith had preached the other day, and somebody from Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, had listened to the podcast. And so thank the Lord for that. Thank the Lord for them. I hope it's a help. I hope it's a blessing to you. Pray for us as we continue. We never imagined that we'd be able to continue each and every day. We Early on, we had said we wouldn't be able to probably do it every day, although we want to. But we've had so many people have helped out and so many guest preachers and so many have filled in with testimonies and with content. And what a blessing that is. I believe that's the format that we'll probably continue doing next year if the Lord allows us to where we have guest preachers time to time, even guest series time to time. Some preachers don't like to do it. They think it's kind of a weird thing. Uh, some is just too modern for them. Uh, but I thank God for those that have done it. Thank God for those who have filled a void on the podcast. And it's hard with us traveling, to be honest with you. It's just hard some days to get enough content to record, to get ahead. And especially when we're busy traveling upstate and heading up, up north, heading down south. Lord willing, here in December, we'll be heading back down south again. And this will be very difficult to report court podcast. There's a preacher friend of ours down there. I'm hoping to get him to record a couple for us. And so continue to pray for us. Pray that God will just have his way. Pray for the Blaine services. They're starting Sunday. And that's going to be 9.30, 10.30, and then 6 p.m. on Sunday. And then Monday through Friday is going to be 7 p.m. each night. And it's not too hard to find. It's at the corner of Manasseh Road and Couchtown Road in Blaine, Pennsylvania. And we'd love to have you attend. Love to have visitors come. If you're coming, let us know. We'll try to lay out the red carpet for you, keep a light on for you. And I hope that services are a blessing and a help to God's people. He said in verse 4 of Psalm 107, we'll continue where we were yesterday, in an exhortation about the mercy of God. He says, they wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. Now, these are they that were looking for a city whose builder and maker was God, and uh, it was not made with hands. We know that. They were looking for a different city, so they continued to wander. He said, hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. And the word of God said, they cried. then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. Now, in this very chapter, in verse 13, he said, then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. He said again in verse 19, then the cry came unto the Lord, 
excuse me, then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saveth them out of their distresses. Verse 28, then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he bringeth them out of their distresses. And so we see a, a company in the mercy of the Lord is when that cry comes unto the Lord, that God will deliver them out of their distresses. And it's interesting that this passage uh, goes on four different times and says that exact same statement. Why? Because in the plight of man, in the wanderings of man, in the troubles of man, God is just a cry away. Call upon me and I will answer thee. That's what the Lord told Jeremiah. And if we will call upon his name, if we will cry unto the Lord, that cry can come before his ears into his holy temple. Why, we have access to the throne of God through the blood of Jesus Christ, and we can come before him and we can obtain mercy and help in time of need. And so he goes on, he says this in verse seven, and he led them by the right way that they might go to a city of habitation. So again, God led them by the right way. And what did he do? He brought them out of the wilderness and put them in a city that had habitation. Ezra 8 and 21 says that I proclaimed a fast there at the river of Ahava, that we might afflict ourselves before our God to seek of him a right way for us. And so it's interesting that Ezra said, we're going to seek a right way for us, but we're going to do that by inquiring of the Lord. And he said, for our little ones and for all our substance. So Ezra said, we're going to inquire of the Lord that he can deliver us. God can give us the city. God can put us in the right way. And can I say, God today can put you in the right way. He can put your little ones in the right way. God can put your family in the right way. God's way, the only way, the way of Jesus Christ, the way of salvation. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And God and God only can put you in that way. And he said, he led them forth by the right way that they might go to a city of habitation. God did that for them. Oh, that men would praise the Lord, verse 8. He said, praise and for his wonderful works to the children of men. So again, we see that marvelous verse. We see that beautiful verse. We're going to see that several times in this chapter. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. What a blessing it is, and know that we can praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works. Why are those wonderful works? It's his mercy. The psalmist told us that in verse 1 and verse 2. The mercy of the Lord is why we praise him. That's his wonderful works to us. And then that God would not only then deliver us, but God would put us in the right way. That's the mercy of the Lord. It's the safest place to be. In God's way is the safest place on this earth. In God's way is the only place of safety. Safety is of the Lord. And if you're in the ways of God, that's the safest place you can be. Why? Because that's where God's mercy he is. Job was in the safest place he could be. And yet we see with what we would consider to be the destruction of Job, but what it really was, it was the hand of God working in Job's life. And then God not only restored Job, but doubled what Job had. And God made Job a great and a mighty man. And Job knew God more than he had ever known God. And he put God put Job in the way. And so it is with you and I, the safest place we can be is in the mercies of God in God's way. In verse nine, this is for he satisfied the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. Now it's a messianic Psalm we're going to reference here in Psalm 34 and 10. He said, the young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. 
Why is that? Because blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. That's an absolute. And so we know that if we hunger after God and thirst after God, God will fill us. And we're not talking about the things of this earth, the temporal things. We're not talking about chicken sandwiches and steaks and waffle fries. No, we're not talking about things that don't last. Talking about the things of God, that hunger and thirsting after righteousness, that hunger after the Lord, for he satisfied the longing soul. That's that soul that he wants to wax fat. That's that soul that he wants to remove the leanness and give fat unto. And he says, and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. And oh, if our soul would long for him, if we love the Lord with all of our soul, and our soul would desire him more than our bread, more than our daily nutrition, more than what that, by the way, let me just go ahead and say that while we're here. Doctors tell us what to eat. Nutritionists tell us what to eat. And most people say it, pay attention to that more than anything else. They listen to all the advice of the doctor and all the advice of the counselor and all the advice of the nutritionist, but they do not listen to the advice of the word of God. And if we would hunger after God in our soul like men hunger after food, if we would take the spiritual advice of our soul like we take the advice of doctors and of those caring for our health, if we would be half as concerned about the condition of our soul as we were about the condition of our health, what a difference we would see in lives, what a difference we would see in homes, what a difference we would see in people's health if we would be concerned about our soul as much as we're concerned about our physical being. He said, such as sit in darkness in verse 10 and in the shadow of death being bound in affliction and iron. Where's that shadow of death? There's a valley of the shadow of death. We know that according to the word of God. And he said, being bound in affliction and iron. What is that? That's a prison. That's a man in a prison. That's a man eating that bread of affliction, that uh, prisoner that's locked up. That's what he's speaking of here. Because they rebelled against the words of God and contemned the counsel of the Most High. They weren't looking for fatness for their soul. They weren't looking for the words of God. They didn't want the things of God. They weren't concerned about the things of God. Therefore, he brought down their heart with labor. They fell down and there was none to help. I believe there's a day in which we live today where people seem hopeless. Suicides are at an alarming rate. My wife and I read the local obituaries more than we ever have. And not just because we're getting older, but because of the concern we have over people's lives. And we watch these young people in their 20s, 30s, some of them in their 40s. We've seen teenagers in there. And you don't always know, but it just says died unexpectedly or died at home. And oftentimes I'll go search news articles to see, did they die in a car accident? Did they make the news? There'll be absolutely nothing. But so many times at the bottom of that obituary, it would say donations can be made in such and such a name to the suicide Prevention Center of Pennsylvania. And you realize here's a young life just taken away. The other day it was a young lady in her early 20s with two young children and a fiance. And it stuffed out her own life. And at the bottom of it, it said Suicide Prevention Center. As sometimes in the obituary, it'll say they took their own life. Why? Men are so hopeless today. They feel like there's no hope. I've watched the sick today. They feel like there's no hope. They rely on a doctor and they count on a doctor. And the doctor can't figure out what's going on. The doctor tries to give him advice, but he has no clue what's going on. So he turns to medication. And if the medication doesn't help, he tries another medication. If that doesn't help, they try another medication. And if I've watched the radiations and the chemotherapies and they read the chart 
And yet I watch a generation that will not turn to God in their hopelessness. They will not turn to the most high God and humble themselves under the mighty hand of God and plead for God's mercy and beg God for his mercy. And in their distress, call upon God. He, they said they fell down and there was none to help. And oh, my friend, there's so many today. They say they're seeking help, but they won't seek help from God. They seek help from counsel. And they seek help from men. They seek help from the wisdom of men, but they won't seek help from God. And my friend, if you're in the right way, there is help available. If you are in God's way, there is help available. You don't just have to request prayer. You can make prayer. You don't have to just ask people to pray. You yourself can pray. You can come boldly to the throne of grace, and you can make your petitions known unto him. And the great God of heaven, and that hears can also answer prayer according to his goodness and according to his mercy. And if there are those listening, my friend, that you've prayed, but you've prayed tepidly, why don't you pray with fervor? Why don't you pray with fervency? Why don't you pray with the anguish of your soul and the bitterness of your heart and seek God's face and pour your soul into prayer and pour your heart into prayer and see what a difference it'll make if you'll come to God in his way, not your own way. There's so many times we got the quick fix. We know what we need. Uh, we know what everybody else needs, not just us. We know what all, all men need. But oh, my friend, if we just come to him, believe in God, believing that he is, and watching the miracles that God not only can do, but the miracles that God will do, and there will be help. There will be comfort. There will be one to pick you up. There will be one to take you into his arms and give you the strength that you need. So in verse 13, we see that, and they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. And notice what he did for them. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and break their bands in sunder. Psalm 68 and verse 6, the word of God tells us along the same lines, along the same context. He says, God said of the solitary in families, he bringeth out those which are bound with chains, but the rebellious dwell in a dry land. He said then in Psalm 146, in Psalm 146 and verse 7, again, along the same area, he speaks. He said, which executes judgment for the oppressed, which giveth food to the hungry. And in this great statement, he said, the Lord looseth the prisoners. The Lord openeth the eyes of the blind. The Lord raiseth them that are bowed down. The Lord loveth the righteous. The Lord preserveth the strangers. He relieveth the fatherless and widow, but the way of the wicked he turneth upside down. God will give you relief. God will turn your captivity. When the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, the psalmist said in Psalm 126, we were like them that dreamed. What was that dream? He said that our mouth was, was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord hath done great things for them. The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. They sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. They cried unto the Lord in verse 13, and their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of darkness. Where's that? It's in the pit. He brought them out of the shadow of death. And he break their bands in sunder. God freed the prisoner. Why? Because of his mercy. Because he's a good God. Because he's a faithful God. And in verse 15, all oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Why don't you just take time to praise the Lord? 
Whether you're saved or whether you're lost, you ought to just take time to praise the Lord for his wonderful works, for the good things that God has done, for the marvelous things that God has worked in our lives, but then also just for the very character of God, that he is a good God. He is faithful. All that would praise the Lord, all that would bless his holy name, all that would exalt the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that would extol him on high, put him in his highest place of all, all that men would praise the Lord. And can I say to you, my friend, his mercy endureth forever. Won't you just praise him? Won't you just tell somebody about him today? Won't you just call somebody, text somebody, email somebody, talk to somebody in human form, in person? Why don't you just tell them how good God's been, how faithful God's been? Why don't you just praise the Lord for his goodness? Have a great day. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.